what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately, a weekly podcast dedicated to all of uh, this audience is incredible. I, like, I, I love you guys. I truly, I mean, the, the growth is phenomenal. Uh, we just won another 200,000 downloads over so much time. So we're at about 6.2 million downloads. You guys are awesome. I, I, You guys know, I say this every week, but I have to give you a lot of credit. The outliers and the nonconformists and uh, you know, innovators and creators and entrepreneurs and hustlers and all these amazing artists and designers, people just uh, you guys are, you know, wanting to do things your way or <laughs> you're constantly thinking about doing things your way. And maybe you're getting pushed uh, by people who just, um, you know, don't get you. Right. And I would say we get you. I get you. My guests get you. We we definitely break the molds. We go outside way, way outside the box because that's what we're here to do. That's how we that's how we go through our process of self-discovery. Right. And actually bring more of our purpose to this world. And it's going to have several phases and several stages of lifetime. So uh, to a lot of my newer listeners, which I picked up a bunch of you guys. Thank you guys for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm Matt Gottesman. I'm your host. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Matt, <coughs> at Matt Gottesman. And um, everyone will tell you, I answer each and every single text, DM, reply, response. So I constantly challenge you guys to do so. I got challenged three three times this week. And three times you're like, holy shit, you actually <laughs> you actually answered me. I'm like, yeah, I'm not playing around. So I appreciate you guys. And thank you for the feedback. Um, and for the, for the newbies, I, you know, I basically just say that, listen, um, you know, there's a different take to this podcast and it's been the same way since the beginning, which is, I just don't want to glamorize or glorify, um, entrepreneurship and, you know, the, the end result and quote unquote success and all this stuff, because it really is defined individually by you. Um, and we got to break away from this whole status, uh, status games, as you guys always hear me quote about Naval, right? You know, like the status games and titles and all this stuff. It, it, it's, it's, it's not worth your time. It's not worth our time. And so I'd rather bring on amazing guests or, you know, sometimes we have solo episodes, but bring on guests that talking about what they're experiencing in real time and, you know, what are they going through in, um, this next stage or this next business or this next creative endeavor because it shows you that we're all humans we're all souls having a human experience and we're just figuring it out along the way right and it hopefully brings my community you guys to them their community to us and we all like grow this thing together right so we've got another amazing amazing guest today ricky Echanike. hopefully i said that right Echanike? yeah right, cool yeah. cool i love it i love it <laughs> founder of makuna foods um and uh, we're gonna be talking about the choices we make with our food and what we put in our body and how that's affecting us, his entrepreneurial journey, um, and creating a f sustainable foods company. Now, before you tune out and be like, I don't want to deal with my health, which a lot of you already do, but like, this is a very serious thing. And like, we've done this now several times and I have to like, keep reiterating that like our health, we are nothing without our health, nothing. And you can go build the biggest, baddest anything in your life. And if you don't have your health, good luck. <laughs> like It can all be taken away from you. And so 
over the last several years, I've gotten very, very into nutrition and what I consume. Now it's a lifelong journey, so it does not happen overnight, but I like talking about these things and I like having people on who talk about these things, especially as they create products in the market that are specifically designed for, you know, eating healthier. And guys, I don't mean it has to like taste like ish, like, you know, there's so many good foods and so many great things out there that we can consume that are just better for us. That after a while, you're like, when I taste the not so good stuff for you, it may be tasty, but it's just not worth it. And it's not as good as the stuff that I eat now. So, um, Ricky's an Ecuadorian native mission driven entrepreneur, passionate about regenerative agriculture, food and restoring the environment. So we love him already. Uh, and as I mentioned, as he's a founder, head of mission for Makuna foods, uh, he's introducing the world to the benefits of Chocho. Uh, it's through a line of clean whole food plant protein supplements. It's interesting because this has actually come up to me like several times in the last like three months. <laughs> so divine universe always speaking to us um he continues to serve in a role elevating the brand sustainability and regenerative efforts we are going to talk about what it is and you know and as well as his journey um but uh, also you know he's serving from cultivating the company's relationships with indigenous community leaders and farmer networks throughout ecuador uh he's a former competitive tennis player and graduate of the university of california santa barbara Hell of a place to be. Uh, and he currently resides in Santa Barbara. I'll be up there next weekend. And uh, Ricky, thank you for being here, man. I appreciate you. Hey, Matt. Thank you so much for that kind introduction. Um, first of all, so grateful to be here. I mean, I'm a fan already. And uh, thank you so much. I mean, like you, you've done amazing with your podcast and uh, truly grateful for you and the listeners this week. Uh, it's uh I'm, I'm stoked and you know what i am going to challenge you on uh a dm i'll send a random dm on instagram at do some it. point uh do because it. i think that what you do with that it's pretty amazing so thank you so much for having me the kind introduction and um uh your words i think like you're so right about uh being about the journey i think that it's not about status or names or whatnot i think it's about the journey and how that journey came to be yeah sure. you know um Thank you. I'm looking forward to that challenge. <laughs> and, uh, and um, you know, yeah, I think a lot of times we can miss out on our purpose if we're not doing that. And, and, or why would we all of a sudden go create this thing or create that thing? Like, it, it, But it's only our head messing with us. But we know it. We can feel it deep down inside. Like, no, this actually feels right. And, yeah, you know, people may not always understand that, but they have no problem later on. They go, oh, is that what you were talking about? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, I want to focus on you. <laughs> so let's bring it back to you. You know, what um, – before we got to Makuna, like, you can go as far back as you want, as I was mentioning before the show. How do we get here? Because this is a really, really cool, important journey you're on. Um, both as an entrepreneur and as a human walking this earth doing, you know, focusing on a very, very important aspect, health, plant-based, you know, and just all these um, important contributions. How do we get here? You can, you can go as far back as you want, but I would love to, my listeners and I would love to hear the story. Oh, thanks, Matt. Um, well, it's, um, I think that, the best way to describe the journey, I think that I took most of my life experiences since I was very young. I'm, I mean, I grew up in a, uh, going to a farm, a family farm in Ecuador. Uh, you know, my family has been harvesting for quite a little time. I know that uh, the farm where I used to go, uh, it dates back to the 1800s. And they were one of the first 
you know, substantial cacao plantations in Ecuador. So I really enjoyed growing up there and observing and working there in some way. I've have photos of me like digging holes, like for, you know, irrigation systems, like when I was like six years old or something like that. It's pretty funny. But um, I really enjoyed it. And I learned a lot about agriculture. I learned a lot about what farmers do and how they think and how they feel just by being surrounded by them. I think that, that was very important early on in my life. And um, I, I guess like the journey is like the connection of my life experiences between the farming yep. and when I decided to become a competitive tennis player growing up and seeing the challenges that I had with nutrition while playing tennis and um, some events that happened to me after that post-college, I, I got uh, uh, pretty sick. I got an autoimmune disease that wiped me out for a couple of years. And I think that, being such an active person, um, you know, I play tennis all the time. I'm surfing all the time. I'm, I'm big time into surfing as well. And being chained to my bed, I think it was like the like the beginning of okay, I got to do something about this. And and you know, when I first started, I think that doctor said eh, nothing's really wrong. I mean, like you just have mono or something like that, and you know your blood's fine. But I was really desperate to get out, and um, I started to connect. Um, everything that I've been through to basically what it, Mikuna became today. So um, it's a, a connection, definitely connecting the dots backwards. When, um, when did you first start? Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that because, you know, doctors are great. I think they can be assistive where need be, especially for more surgical type things. But um, when it comes to like the inner workings of our body, and, um, you know, everything from fear and stress to foods we eat to the strains we put on from our, our level of play, you know, in the world, like all these things are always impacting the, the body. And so I think it, it was cool that you didn't stop when the doctor said, well, you probably just have mono or something like that, you know, you know go home and shake it off. <laughs> so yeah. did, what, what happened? Did you start like kind of looking further into what was affecting you and, and um, how did you start to make some of those changes? Well, the, the 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 first change I made was okay. I wiped out my entire diet. I didn't eat for like three days, trying to exactly. figure it out. Okay, let, let's see, let's see, mm-hmm. let's see how what how food uh, affects me. And I realized that hey, you know what? I don't do really well on eggs. I don't do well on diary. I don't do well on meat. And I didn't realize those things um, in that detox. I I think that my biggest challenge was. Um, uh, getting energy at the time, right? So there was a moment during my uh, condition that I was, uh, you know, I went to sleep on a Monday afternoon. I went w- woke up uh, Wednesday morning and I became really horny. <laughs> I mean, I was uh, pretty upset about that. So I started to look for plants that give you energy. I started to look for, uh, for uh, plants that help to boost your autoimmune disease uh, system. And what I did was, it was pretty funny because I was in Ecuador at the time. I was at home uh, at my parents' house and I decided, you know what? I'm going to go to the Amazon and see what um, mm. people are doing there for these things. Well, how do people get energy? How do people start, you know, protect themselves against disease? And I went to the Amazon. Um, uh, I remember being like in late spring of, I think, uh, 2017. And I... You know, started. Uh, I went to a Wayusa ceremony uh, with a, a Quechua tribe up uh, by Tena in Ecuador, and 
you know, I got to learn a lot about rituals and what they did. I mean, uh, there's this plant uh, that grows there. It's called Wayusa. There's a company here in the U.S. that uh, markets it called Runa. And I, um, I did a ceremony with them, and I realized that they use that plant to go hunting at mm-hmm. 3, 3 a.m. It's like what they drink. They have a ceremony what they drink before they go hunting into the jungle. So that was like one of the first steps that I took. Okay, well, this is cool. It makes me feel better. It, it keeps me alert. I don't like coffee that much. Um, I'm more like a tea or like, you know, yerba mate kind of guy. But um, that's how like it started. And I knew that I was up to something. I, 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 uh, it's it's uh, the first ingredient that I found that, okay, you know, plant-based is a way uh, for me. And uh, I then started to escalate to other things, right? So I found where you something like, a, there's this other plant called Dul Kamara. It's a root, and it, they make it into this like a concentrate. And and there's another company that is making this amazing product that you know has really really positive results for boosting your autoimmune system just with a natural, um, uh, you know, concentrate of the of the root. So I, I became really motivated. And um, uh, what my challenge was was I wanted to make a product, but I didn't know what it was. I mean, I was like, you know, getting diving into this plant-based world, and you know, here in the U.S., the market's so competitive. I mean, you go to any supermarket, uh, you know, there's million brands coming up. So I didn't feel so uh, I want to say like excited about those opportunities as they were coming up. So I was trying to invent something. I was figure it out and then okay like these are great ingredients what else can we find and i realized as a sports person i needed protein i wanted to make it a sports drink for athletes and plant-based athletes and support them and um that's when the real journey began (laughs) so um well i i would be expecting in my dm by the way um a list of all of these different uh drinks and things that you so mine is psoriasis I have a very, 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 very small amount of it, but, um, and I've been working, that was my, you know, for autoimmune, like figuring out how to, uh, and it, and it, mo- and it's, it's food driven and, um, spiritual. It's, uh, you know, yeah. you, as you, as I let go of more things internally, which I mean, I'm already pretty like heart centered <laughs> spiritual guy, <laughs> but like you don't realize where you could be holding things, but yeah. So between, uh, foods and grounding and whatnot, it just goes away more and more every like year. And it never has really been that much, but it's interesting. And it only started at 26. I'm now 42. So I'm like, oh, this has been an interesting wow. journey. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, and, and if you can give me a coffee alternative, because I love coffee. I love coffee. So it's so, you know, and I mean like black and like a certain, from a certain part of the world and like organic. And, you know, <laughs> so if you can get me a, something else that's even better for, you know, health, please, you know. Uh- I'll DM you some suggestions, uh, but yeah, no, I, I love coffee too. I, yeah. I drink it from time to time. I just, I, I, I try to be more careful what I put in my body right. Right. and, and try to feel out what makes uh, good or not. But, um, going back to, to that journey, I, I start looking for proteins right. and then that's when things really start clicking for me because when I was, uh, playing tennis competitively, um, my goal was to be a top 10 player in the world. I, I was training to be a top professional tennis player. I dove pretty deep into it. And, you know, at the time, you know, the, like in Ecuador, Google wasn't big or, 
you know, you didn't have like all the information that you have right now or the access. So, you know, basically that what the nutritionist said or what, uh, what was recommended at the time and whey protein was the number one uh, supplement for most athletes. And, you know, I would work out, uh, drink whey, whey protein or like have my shakes like post-workout or pre-workout and I would never feel good. I would always feel like a little bit bloated or feel like, you know, like a little like slower and, you know, like it just never made me feel good. And I, um, that stuck with me always. I, I, you know, I remember like trying to do crunches after, a a uh, whey protein shake and it's just, it's not gonna work out, man. Like it's not, it's not there. But uh, I that stuck with me, and then I didn't do. I had the same problems with PN soy uh, when I was looking for plant based alternatives, and and that's when like Chocho came into into place. So so for the listeners, like what Chocho is, Chocho is a regenerative crop that grows high in the Andes between nine and I want to say like. 14,000 feet. Okay. It doesn't require a lot of wa- water to grow. And it's, um, it's in, it's the highest source of plant protein. I don't think that there's another crop that produces over 50% of its weight in plant and as protein. So mm. in Ecuador, you have all these indigenous communities that consume it and have been consuming for hundreds of years, but the, the crop is not, was not really like marketed it's uh you know you can find like in small quantities in markets and there's a place in ecuador called um ambato and in ambato you have like they said kind of like little like markets that you know sell all these groceries and then they would have like ceviche posts and then they do sell a cevichocho ceviche of chocho um a plate there and Growing up, every time I went to Abato, I always loved cevichocho. It was like one thing. I'm from the coast. We we eat ceviche like there's no tomorrow. So I really loved like the idea like, oh, wow, like, this tastes great. So when I was looking for another protein, just somehow it came to my mind like, hey, you know, those lupin can have like a good amount of protein. Let's let's figure it out. Let's see. Let's make that into a powder and see what, what comes into be. And um, that's when... When, when, when I received the results and like I started to see like the nutritionals, I remember one of the guys that gave it to me. He's like, are you sure this one product? Are yeah. you sure this one one crop? And, um, that's when, yeah. And just like the, the protein levels were outrageous. It was like over 50%. Uh, same with like the fiber and, and the, and the, you know, uh, healthy, uh, fats. And I, uh, this is a product by itself. And I just basically became a man of a mission to bring this to, to the United States. To everyone. To everyone. Everyone. <laughs> to everyone. Yeah. That's incredible. I, um, I look forward to trying it. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't used whey in years. I, I, I've used plant, uh, uh, pea protein, uh, plant based. But, um, if you're telling me I can get even more protein out of the chocho. And, you know, maybe a little bit better to the body done. <laughs> so, well, yeah. well, the, the beauty of it is that, you know, most, pea protein and soy protein, they're isolates. Mm-hmm. So they have to go through mm-hmm. a chemical process to get to those protein levels. What is cool about Chocho, it's a whole food and wow. you don't need to, it's like barely processed. So you're, you're eating a whole food and compared to, you know, like it might have, 20 grams of protein per serving and you know people can adjust it to 20 grams but what is important about the crop it's like it's not processed like you digest it beautifully it's easy in your stomach 
And I, I don't know. It's just like, it, it feels really good. I, like I would recommend like having a glass of water with Chocho in the morning and just see how you feel. Maybe it will be your coffee replacement. Done. <laughs> so. Done. I'll, I'll start tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, uh, that's, but that's, that's incredible. I mean, yeah, because that, you know, there's so many layers to health, right? When, when, because that's become a very marketable, saturated market, you know, whole foods, right? But then there's whole foods, like the grocery store, and then there's actual whole foods. And then yeah. we see all the things that are marketed as healthy, but like how much has it been processed? And, you know, um, and while better than something else, it's, you know, you still have other, you know, the process of how it's made that can still really affect us. And, and even one ingredient can affect our body and we don't even know it. So it's like, sometimes you're looking for like less is more. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's what, like, I don't know. I think like the simpler that things get, probably the harder they get. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's really hard to, to achieve simple solutions, but one ingredient is was the goal, and I think like with our other products, we are like have like all of our products have like less than five ingredients um, wow. at, at this moment. So like it's like we focus on like keeping it simple, so people are not consuming you know things that they don't want to, or like they like when when the formulations were made for the proteins, you like I always thought, hey, let's keep the integrity of the product, so like it's keto, right, or it's like vegan and um, it's paleo friendly, so everything that it's added to that, you know, capitalizes on those categories. So it can have like a wide audience and it can be probably like the best ingredient for what people with, I don't know, just like digestion problems or, or, you know, the one like, you know, high fat, high protein diet. I mean, that, that, that was a key. I, I think that this, um, I'm, I'm really excited for people to try it, but yeah. Perfect. I actually prefer to do a, a high high fat, high protein. Well, I'm in at least doing that right now for my nutritionist, but <laughs> so it's perfect timing. Yeah. You know, um, but you know I feel like that's our primary goal is, is we've gotten way too complex as a society and that if we can find ways to simplify everything, especially in our health, um, you know, and countless other places and that you're right it, it, it's hard sometimes to do that because it's like we the process of undoing to make things simpler to have even more impact um and um you know we make it difficult <laughs> as human beings sometimes you know i agree and and you know like there, there's um there's something like there's a fun so it was something that i found like you know in the protein world so when i was in the amazon uh, you know, I saw, of course, you know, like every time that you go to Amazon and you dive a little bit deeper and start looking, you will find deforestation. It's a, it's a reality. It's a reality. So the, the two biggest causes of deforestation in Amazon are one, soy production and cattle production. Okay. And when you go to the coast where I grew up, I grew up by, um, YQ, um, you would see all this pristine mangroves forest also gone and they use it for shrimp farming. And you know what all of that has in common? They're all protein sources. So mm -hmm. most of our environmental destruction that's happening in Ecuador in the Amazon and these sensitive habitats, they come from protein sources. So for me, when I started looking into protein, it wasn't only about 
um, the ingredient itself and being good for me. Obviously, I was going through health issues, but it was also about, okay, how do we solve what's going on? I, I, you know, like, a, I experience what, what is happening. So when I saw Chocho growing, it was crazy because it's like in this kind of like a weird, you know, elevation that, you know, nothing tropical really grows. It's also like it's an open field. So it's uh, when you go there, like you're kind of like basically like in the mountains, there's like a little bit vegetation, but there's nothing much there. So it's nothing to, to, there's no trees or like sensitive forests to like bring down. And I don't know, it was pretty funny. Like, okay, this is a solution. This is a solution. Let's move protein production away from these places and see what, what can happen. So that was a dream. So. Well, and with that much, um, uh, protein in it you know you bring up a really great point I, I learned it from forks over knives about animal agriculture and like and just uh, the deforestation in general i mean not so much from the soy but like from shrimp farming to cattle farming i mean whew, it's bad <laughs> it's, it's yeah. pretty, you know not like the you know doom and gloom like documentary or like that, but it was, it was just interesting to learn about our consumption our over consumption for um animal products given with the how many how fast the the population world population is growing uh, a good larger that consumption though is america <laughs> as usual you know well it's funny that you mentioned that because i read somewhere so somewhere you know and you know i hope nobody <laughs> like fact check this because i uh i i'm not sure where i saw it but i i read somewhere that there's if you were to take all the animals in the world right and you were gonna weigh them, and versus getting all the chickens in the world that are production for feed, uh, food consumption, the chickens would weigh more. There's like more like mass of chickens than any other animal species in the planet. So it's just it's crazy how we've become so dependent, and how much food we're producing to just feed these animals. So it doesn't make sense that they're like the middlemen of everything. And we're not in that process. We're really um, putting a lot, putting at risk a lot of, you know, farms. We're putting at risk, you know, climate change. We're putting at risk just our own health because I think at the end of the day, like, like they're trying to ch- feed cheap food yep. to th- these middlemen. Yeah. And I like th- at the end of the day, like the only people that are harmed about this is ourselves. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Well, you know, and you, and you, you get some people bring up the business stuff, and I and I say all the time, I'm like, I'm a conscious capitalist. I was like, which is a whole movement, at least here in the states, but it's all over the world. Which is like, no, you can actually do the right thing in a free market, bring a superior product that actually takes care of all, and from like, from source to end result, actually do all the right things. And in a lot of ways, have better retention and better outcomes <laughs> all around, you know, and it's, it's, so it's always interesting to me, um, the people who, you know, it's just because all they care about are the profits alone. And I'm like, yeah, but it's funny if you were using the same str- strategic mindset to like make an alternative and better solution in the process, you know, um, you can solve for that and still have a, a delightful outcome, <laughs> at least in my in my opinion. And people are like, oh, you know, you're that's you know, you're a dreamer. I'm like, no, I'm a rational optimist. <laughs> Actually, yeah. but, so I, I like what you're saying. I mean, I think it's it's um, 
you know, and it's, well, also it's, it's a hard truth, you know, is that that middleman that's just kind of like, Hey, at the end of the day, we're the ones that are going to be suffering from it. And we have to think smarter than that. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how many companies I feel good about consuming these days. So mm-hmm. I think that when Mikuna started and the journey started, because like you have two, two factors about Mikuna that I think make it different than most companies. And the fact, the first one is, okay, the environmental factor and the environmental factor not only is from the regenerative properties of the plant or where it grows and moving production away from these sensitive habitats, right? Um, uh, or protein production away from them. But also there's a indigenous community factor that you have tribes and you have natives from the Andes, right? And, you know, Ecuador is like a super multi-diverse country mm. where like you go north and, you know, people have a certain dialect, you go south, it's different. Things change with the elevation and the topography in every community. So for me, seeing most of these isolated places and, you know, approaching people to, hey, you know, what do you think about switching from carrots or potatoes to chocho? I might pay more. There's a supply chain there. And it will pay you maybe three or four times more than you, what what you are harvesting. Mm-hmm. And people like the idea because most of those people don't have security in, like, crop security. I mean, like, they sometimes don't even have ways of transporting their own crops out of their farm. So... So they live in uncertainty a lot. And there's this people factor where I think Mikuna is establishing a supply chain that can have an impact on these smaller communities and bring elevated opportunities for them in the way that not only they can sell the crop, but, you know, maybe Churcho, I call it the Bitcoin of the Andes, by the way, because like sometimes like they can save it. It can like they have like seed saving practices, and you know if they're going through a bad time, they can sell sell it later in the year, and you know that that can help their income and their their, their family, their family income. So I think that Mikuna has like the environmental portion of it, which I think it's it, it was definitely my primary driver when I first came across the crop. But as I dove into getting the sourcing and and diving into it, I think people is like what really moved me. And that's why, like, my, my current job at Mikuna is to not only approach the communities, partner up with them, but also to make sure that this, that, that portion of the supply chain is, uh, do good, feel good, um, uh, a company. I think that, that was the dream since, like, the very, very first start. I think that Ecuador is such a big, uh, deal for me. I think taking care of your people is, like, one of the greatest things you can do in your business. Like, and they take care of you. You know, take care of those, take care of what takes care of you. Um, but it just, in, but even more so in empowering them to like, you know, um, not live in uncertainty. Cause that's a, right. that's a very, that's a, it's a tough thing in any, in any culture in what often causes people to make sometimes choices that they don't even want to make is cause of that they're, when they're living in uncertainty. So being able to create certainty internally and externally in terms of being prepared and, and whatnot is huge. You know? It is, and it's huge in Inca culture too. Um, there's a concept, one of the pillars of Inca culture, right? So, uh, Inca is where like the people that inhabited the Andes, right? So, Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, Incas built an empire there, and it was all connected, right? And funny enough, th- the same three countries is where Chocha grows. 
-hmm. So they made this network and these routes. Um, they made these routes where trading would happen. They would trade crops with lower elevations, elevations. They would trade across countries. So there's a concept in the Inca culture called Aini. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I want to say that Aini is one of the pillars of Makuna. It's spelled A-Y-N-I. Aini means uh, being um, today for me, tomorrow for you. So when the traders were, um, let's say they were like find themselves like, you know, I don't know, in a, in a trail and they would see each other. I mean, like the first thing is like danger, right? Like there's nobody around. You don't know if they're hostile or not. So there was a gesture from the Incas that you would grab your cocoa leaves, you would grab a handful and the other person would grab a handful and they would trade each other the same quantity. And it just meant like, Hey, we're here for each other. And it's about, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the community here. Mm. And I feel like, and that's something that I heard about you saying about the, the, the your podcast, because I love how community oriented you are. And it's super cool to see, like, you know, you're addressing new listeners, you're addressing like, you know, your old listeners, you're responding to all DMs. I thought that, that was so rad. And I think that when you have a company having that, you know, reciprocity between people and even companies or like your vendors and whatnot, I think that that is what really builds something that is substantial. We don't exist without them. They don't exist without us. Like we have this, you know, a community, a real community is like, Hey, I, I'm, I can't be the only one. And you guys are going it through whatever or, or building yourselves up or contributing in some way. And like, let's do this together. You know, let's build together. Um, and, um, and I think that, uh, that's where more impact happens, right? When you're like <clears throat> this um, tight knit group of like, hey, every all this other stuff might be going on, but I got this. It, it creates like a solid core in, inside of of somebody. I feel, and so yeah, you know, yeah, community is is everything. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going on eight, year eight or year seven, something like that. It's it's wild, but you know, um, um, I think it empowers people to feel like they're a part of something. Um, but more importantly, they can still use it to build on themselves. Right. You know, um, and, uh, and feel like, um, the space is, is, is freeing for them. Like, right. Cause community can also create a lot of freedom. And I don't just mean like in with work, like where it'd be like financial, but also like mental and emotional and spiritual where they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm not judged here. I'm like, no, <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> you know? So yeah. Yeah. Community is, is everything. How, how often do you go down to, uh, to see uh, like that's the entire supply chain? I, I go down a few times a year, yeah. sometimes with as need basis. I, I think that I've been four or five times this year already. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I, I don't know. I love it. I, I, I think it's like a 12 hour ride of fight, mm. right? Just one stop in Panama. And, um, I've, I don't know. It's, it feels always very special when I'm there. Like I, I, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but I want to say like, I mean, hard to describe something without photos, but the feeling that you get when you're there, I remember the very first time that I arrived in, you know, like this area. Um, where Chocho grows. And I was like, 
can. I think God must really like it here because I don't see him spending any time anywhere else. It's like the the most subtle feeling of peace and quietness. You can only hear the wind for miles. No, you don't hear a car, like some birds, of course, but like it's very, very, and you can see mountains stacked until the horizon. So going into that place and just like seeing those things again, just with a different set of eyes, based on like, you know, how far we advance with Makuna, for me, it's really special and it just like every time I come back, it's like a little recharge. Mm. Okay, I'm doing this because of this, right? So like it's, uh, you know, when you when you come here and you do business in the U.S., of course, it's, things are super tough, right? So like it's competitive. It's like, uh, I mean, I don't I don't think that I can uh, speak enough for entrepreneurs, like knowing how tough it is to put a business here. But going back is something that definitely fuels me and gets me like psyched to you know, keep doing it and doing it better and figure out better ways to, to make things happen. So, um, it, it's cool. I mean, yeah. well, this brings up a really good question because a lot of people have brilliant ideas just coming from their soul of like, I want to go do this. And, uh, and I think you demonstrate a very, very good point in that. Cause you, you discovered some first you were on your own personal journey. You discovered a protein source that's way in a whole other like location. And I guess, you know, where I'm kind of going with the question is like, you know, I feel like people get afraid to start, but you really can't be afraid to start. Um, what, like how, what did you do when you were starting on this journey? You know, for them, I know you probably did, but I want them to hear it to reinforce (laughs) as a community. Like, Hey, like, we all like, you know, they, like I spend half my day in blockchain these days just so I'm like, you know, building on it. <laughs> People are like, you know, blockchain. I'm like, no, but I'm I'm fit for it because I'm 20 years deep in tech. So like I know like and I I, I want to do some things. So um, but I'm not afraid to, to, to always be starting at the beginning of something. For something like this, where it's product based, but it's also manufacturing based, that you have to like create it from, you know, from scratch, and it's lo- like multiple location based. How, you know, for you, what advice could you give of like, look, it may feel big and it may feel uncertain, but here's what I did, and here's what got revealed to me along the way as I just, you know, maybe the first few steps that happened when you were like, I'm gonna do this. Oh man. Um, <laughs> So I I think that I didn't know. None of us do. Like down there. <laughs> so, but I think that what was cool, or something like, if I were to give advice to somebody, I'll share a little bit about my story a little bit deeper. Uh, but if if there was one thing that would put emphasis on, I think that you come across people in several stages in your life all the time, and I think that always keeping in mind how people, why you connect with people. Or what? how does that person fit in your story? I think that that was one of the keys for me because growing up in agriculture and growing up in Ecuador and then spending over like, you know, half of my life here in California, I immediately knew, okay, you know what? Hey, I remember this guy, like he does this and I can ask him for help or like hire him to do this. I think that one of the keys to get here, I want to say like the, the most important thing to get, you know, in the journey and, being in this complex, you know, business was building the right team Mm -hmm. and having the right people join. And for me, that was like the number one thing. I think like every time I found somebody, 
the vision and the mission of the company was cool and they could get aboard with it. And then they were like, okay, you know what? I can support that. And then I would get a little bit of help and then go to the next step. I think that was like the, the most important thing uh, of how getting there. So building something that you believe and you can see it through and you can see moving people, but also keeping in mind the people that are in your journey and see how they can help you keep bringing the, this whole I call it like, you know, like a Pacific tanker. Like, you know, like it's like this whole huge machine into like accelerating. But it's funny that you asked me that question because I um, I had nothing to lose at the time. So I was, uh, I was you know, not, not, not happy. I was working in Santa Barbara. You've been to Santa Barbara, so you know, you, you know it's paradise. I love Santa Barbara until the day I die probably live there. But, you know, there's challenges there. It's, it's expensive. There's no housing. And, um, you know, like, it's flat for surfing half of the year, which is not also good. But it's, um, it's, it's challenging. So I was working a job nine to five and, um, I, um, I wasn't happy. I was not doing what I was doing. I, I was working in, uh, planning and engineering and, um, it just didn't fulfill me one bit. And I, I wasn't, I knew when I sat in tables and sat in meetings that it wasn't the thing for me. I didn't feel inspired and I knew that I had to go. So I, I, I left that and I had some money saved up and I, I knew always that I wanted to move to Ecuador and connect Ecuador and California. I think I still have like the doodle. I made a doodle at work. Like my goal is connect Ecuador and California. I was like back in 2015 or something like that. And I knew, and I just kind of like went for it and I said, okay, kind of like in my ignorance, you know, I have X amount of money and then like it will support me for three months. And, you know, that, that was not the case. And I, uh, I, my parents got divorced just when I landed and it was this huge thing and it wasn't fun. And I had to help my mom and that brought a complexity of issues, but, uh, definitely I ran out of money. I, I, I was like, man, I got to probably going to have to get another job and go back to California. Um, and not, and not do what I wanted to do, what I'm here for. Like, I can't lose my purpose. And it, it was hard. It was definitely, like, very upsetting. I, I felt that, why am I helping other people when I should be helping myself? I mean, like, at the end of the day, if I help myself, I'm going to be helping my mom. And uh, it was funny because I was going through the whole divorce mess. Uh, by the way, if anybody's listening, do not ever get involved in your parents' divorce, ever. <laughs> Uh, it's not a good, it's not a good thing to do, but actually that's what opened all the doors for me. Mm. And, um, I locked out because my mom had this very small property in a key location in Ecuador. And I had been working in planning and engineering. So I was like, okay, let's figure out what we can do with this. Um, I look at the plan, city plans. I find out like one of the biggest hotels in Ecuador is going to be there and next to me. I look at the hotel plans and what was submitted to the city. I realized these guys don't have enough parking. And I called the owner and I told him, this is when I, by the way, I have like hundred bucks left on my account. I was like ready to go back to California. Like credit cards maxed out, whatever. And then I called the owner and I tell him, Hey, you know what? Like I, you know, I love your plan, your project. I just want to tell you like, Hey, I'm putting a nightclub here, like in front of your hotel. We'd love to meet and like, see what happens he hated the idea that i was going to put a nightclub because it was like more like 
And I don't know if I said that like like in purpose or just like I was like, what could this guy hate? You know, like probably like a nightclub will be like probably like and the guy we met, the guy was awesome dude. He was a triathlete, very well connected in that girl. Like the guy he was like doing some serious business at the time. And I uh, I um I sold the property. He he bought it. I for the asking price, he sold it and that's what funded Mikuna. I didn't have to go. Um, I didn't have to go and that was what um, started the journey. But then I come to another challenge, which I got sick. So, <laughs> like, oh my God. so right after that, I think I was so stressed. I got sick. Well, one thing led to another, led to another. So one thing led yeah. you to get your money for the investment. Then you got, yeah. you know, uh, a little bit sick, which then led you to like, oh, okay, now I need to figure out getting better. Oh, which led to a product. Oh, I have some funds for that. <laughs> you know? So, we make plans and God laughs. Like we were like, I need it to happen this way. <laughs> and then yeah. usually it's like everything but that. Um, thank you for sharing that because, uh, I, yeah, I, a, a lot of people are afraid to leave something of comfort, which I, I think is actually very uncomfortable if you think about it because you didn't feel good. Most people don't feel good doing something they don't feel good doing, and that's a comfort zone. <laughs> like, that's kind of where I get like a little confused. So I'm like, uh, comfort zones in that case do not make me feel comfortable at all. But, um, but I, you know, it just kind of goes to show you we're more um, uh, intuitive than we think sometimes. Mm-hmm. Then we can give ourselves credit. Like, yeah, of course we don't always know, but we'll find a way. And usually when things are like in the state that's, you know, what you were dealing with only a hundred dollars left, it's like, you've become very present. I have a situation now that I need to just solve this thing now, and then I'll take the next step. And so I always tell people, I'm like, I'm just doing the same thing. It's like, okay, let's solve for this. And then we'll get to the next step and decide what to do with that. You know? So, um, when, when, what year did you uh, did you officially did Makuna get born? Officially, yeah. When I made the LLC, uh, it was <laughs> 2019. But the the, the pro- I started in 2017. Yeah. That's when I I went back uh, back to Ecuador. But but oh man, like the 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 craziest part out of all of this you're right i was so out of my comfort zone I, right. i'm telling you like i was like <laughs> away from my job like know the paychecks but i think that what kept me going everything that i was doing somehow felt right i i i don't know how to explain it but like at the beginning of course there would be all these problems but i felt like i was in an adventure when you're like in ecuador and you go into like an unknown place that you've never been it it feels good like it feels like that feeling of traveling and discovering things but it felt like that for me, like in my career or business where I was, okay, like, hey, look, we, this can be done. And, you know, if I felt that if, you know, doors kept opening, I mean, you know, you just have to follow that. I I, I think that I got sick for a reason I didn't see it at the time. But I, I remember at the very beginning when I got sick, I said, like, this, is, this has to be for a reason. It, it has to be for, I put it out there, it has to be because my body's trying to teach me something. Mm-hmm. Then when I was broke, I said like, okay, this has to be a reason, you know, which launched me to sell that property. So I always try to see things with like this very positive mindset that all problems have a reason that is, it's basically the world trying to teach you something. Yeah. 
And if doors open, just follow that and just keep going. Surrender. <laughs> Which is, Surrender. You know, it's, I mean, yeah. I, I get it. There's, it. It's not always easy, you know, at all. But um, I think the only reason it's not easy is because sometimes the, the conditioning of like, no, like this is safe. And it's like, but is it? <laughs> like, is it yeah. really? I mean, yeah, maybe in its external looking shell, but like this over here is life changing and it's purpose driven and it's um, intuitive and it's what you're here for, at least one of several things that you're here for. And so be willing to, to lean, to walk through those doors, right. To, you know, to leave. So I think that a lot of people, you know, I, I've had my moments for sure. I, you know, I was, I was fortunate. Corporate never let me in. (laughs) (laughs) They never let me in. So I'm just like, is it me? I'm like, was God protecting me? I'm like, I guess I got to figure this shit out on my own. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Oh man. But yeah. So, um, and then, and so what's been going on like in more recent times with the company? Oh, it's super exciting. I, I, um, uh, first of all, we have a CEO and that has definitely changed Makuna. I think that that was one of the key of the successes for being where we are today. I mean, I never been a CEO before, right? I think that I'm an excellent founder. I don't think, uh, uh, I had the skill set to take the company to that next level. So, uh, I think with the potential of like the plant based market and how things were going, how everything was building so fast. And it was like we put Chocho in the market and it was like this whole vacuum and we got like our little customer fan base. People love it. It has so much positivity coming into it. So things got complicated fast and, um, you know, I met, I, I remember like not too long ago. It's just one year, actually one year ago. It's a, right now. It's like exactly one year. I, I started looking for help with marketing. The, the biggest challenge for Mikuna and this new brand new crop, right? Like, you know, 10 years ago, you didn't even hear like, well, 15 years ago, you didn't hear anything about quinoa. So there was like a market learning curve and, you know, people needed to learn about what it was and why it was so important. And the same as with Chocho. I think Chocho is probably the best, like the next quinoa or even better. Um, so there, like, I think that at the very beginning of the company, I was very focused on marketing and branding and that it was meaningful because my goal was to build the Patagonia of food. Mm. Okay, so I wanted to, like, we got the environmental aspect, we got the community aspect, and we got the health aspect. That's what Mikuna does, environment, community, health. Mm. So I I felt that people could get back back the mission, um, and it was just getting crazy. And I remember, like, okay, we need a marketing expert, and one of the original Mikuna investors, by the way, like the, I'll tell you more about the original two angel investors. They're characters and I want to, you know, publicly thank them because we, without them, we wouldn't be here. But they sent me this profile on LinkedIn and uh, this girl was named Tara. And Tara, you know, worked for Samsung, Amazon, very high executive positions in those, in those companies and, and uh, most recent Impossible Foods. And I don't know. I was just like, I called her up, cold called her um, with a friend of mine and she loved it. She, she was vegan and she loved the idea. And um, uh, uh, she was, um, she was like, definitely like, okay, 
good. Like I'm in. And that's when like, I think that that combination, we focus on the team building. Um, I think that the team was built pretty quickly after that. And all the people that joined McKenna right after that definitely had this X factor. I think everybody in our team is like, you know, a 10 out of 10, whatever they do. Mm. And I think that that's like put us forward uh, more. And, you know, like the, um, uh, it's just like, I think that the team building was like really, really cool. And I, I think that it's one of our strengths and one of our, uh, my favorite parts, because I, I don't know what you say, like what you said about like, community and like having people take it as theirs and you know feel like they're like part of it i feel that in Makuna. i feel like everybody feels part of it everybody loves it everybody believes in the product so i was like okay like this is cool so building that team tara was like the first uh first uh portion of it and then uh, building that team with her was also instrumental and it was just like you know waterfall effect into everything else so I love having people around that love doing what they do. I love watching them do it. Like they, they really, um, they're in their, their lane. They're in their, their zone and their genius. It's fun to watch, you know, even with like, yeah. the, with my, with my agency, I own like watching, like I love working with my dev and designer. He's like, he's a freak in nature of how good he is. And he just love, but he, but he, you know, he likes that. He needs somebody to bounce off of. So we run, right. we run like I'm QA. I'm always quality assurance before anything, <laughs> you know, it doesn't go out the door yeah. without me, without me, but like, it's fun to watch people love what they do and be in environments that allow them to do it and for something that they believe in. And I think that's really cool. Like it's really, it's, it's, it, it and it, I think it also, it cultivates like a whole other, uh, you know, Invite like business in general, and 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 that in itself is energy, and then that comes out through its product and its final thing that gets to the people, and then they, I mean, obviously it was already the product that was good, but I feel like when it's delivered with that energy on top of that, it has a ripple effect. So I just I think it's really cool that you know you intentionally built a team of people, ten out of tens that love doing what they do, and for a very specific thing that has a mission. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that was uh, one of the funnest parts out, out right. of all of this, and and yeah, I don't. Um, the team was great. I think that developing the product was also one of the fun parts. It's like something that people can get behind on, um, and I don't know. I I consume it every day, so I'm like, you know, um, I wouldn't say I'm tired, but I'm used to it. I'm used to it, well, and I love it. It's it good for you. Great. It's good yeah. for you. How many how many different yeah. um, uh, products in the line do you have? Right now we have three different products. So we have um, uh, uh, cacao, um, cacao chocho, so like a cacao protein. Uh, we call it like superfood protein. We have a vanilla version and we have a pure version. Mm. So I love the pure because you can use it and modify it to bake and make all these things. I mean, I remember that. Okay, so like, it was, like we, we have photo shoots sometimes and I we hired this chef and this chef came just to use Chocho in one sitting, see what he can do. And there was high protein vegan tacos. So you could make the meat, the tortilla and the, and the, sorry, I'm just, uh, That's okay. you can make, uh, yeah, you can make the meat, the meat, the tortilla and the sauce, uh, uh, 
in the same, you know, with the same ingredient. Also, you could, um, we made like high protein balls. We made donuts with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made like high protein kale chips with like this, like cashew chocho sauce, you know, like, mm. uh, made like it was, it was super cool. The versatility of the ingredient is absolutely insane. You can make anything with it. So, mm. uh, I love the pure. If I wasn't like, by the way, like having like three products, you know, they're all like your kids. You can't really choose one. But if I was going to a private island and um, <laughs> had to only take one, only take one, I would take pure chocho because you can make anything out of it. Mm. So I love that one. And then I know in the future there's like plenty of exciting things that we're working on. And, you know, I can't reveal too much, but the progs that are coming up in the lineup are off the charts. So I'm excited about those. I usually ask about that at this time. Um, so instead, how about, <laughs> so how about when do you think we will be seeing some of these newer products? Uh, in the, in the upcoming months, I think that okay. that's, there's no, Fair there's enough. no definitive, there's no <laughs> definitive dates uh, right now. And, you know, there's always like something or like, you know, that we want to do good in the, uh, we don't want to just launch anything. We, we, we will launch outstanding, delicious, uh, fully like time-based products. But, uh, when that comes, it's going to come in the next few months. We're already working on it and making sure that not only we can, you know, make a killer tasting truck, but also it's uh, scalable and we can get it into, into all audiences. We, because we're very inclusive. We want to get, you know, we want everybody to have access for this and, and, uh, discover like this amazing protein from the Andes. And I like your approach. I think it's, uh, it's the only way to do things the right way and, and, you know, um, not rush the process, take care of the details, you know, make sure that it's, you know, it's, it's, it's your best foot forward. I always admire that. Not like, you know, we will get this timeline and only this. And it's like, well, but we want to make sure that (laughs) it's, you know, it's, it's it's our, it's our life's work and let's treat it that way. You know, um, where can everybody find you guys online? Uh, Mikunafoods.com. I think that that, like uh, that's our preferred, uh, sales point and also an Amazon. We, we have all of our products on Amazon. If you guys want that two day shipping happening, um, from the Amazon like, uh, to the, Am- to Amazon, from Amazon yeah, to Amazon. To the Amazon. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, Got it. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Amazon and we're going to be, uh, the, you can find us guys. If you're in California and LA area in, uh, Erewhon market, mm. we're at all, all locations that we're going to be there. Like there's like an interesting, little like uh event coming next tuesday which we'll give you posted follow us on social media Makuna foods at Makuna foods um but in arrow one you can find us and we're working on more channels um uh, uh, in the future um so like in the near future we plan to be in more channels with uh, people i'm telling you uh was it at, i think it was just a few years ago scottsdale was rated the number one healthiest city in the country the people here like if there is a spiritual practice, a naturopathic or a health and wellness or a anything practice <laughs> is being yeah. done and consumed here. I'm just, you know, I'm just putting that out there. You should tell your marketing coordinator about that. <laughs> we will consume yeah. your product. Uh, I mean, obviously we can get it right from the website, but um, we would consume it uh, handsomely here. So, you know, food for thought. 
<laughs> uh, that's awesome. I hear like great things about Sedona. Have you heard yeah, much about of Sedona? Of course, of course. I live yeah. an hour, like literally, I just hop on the uh, the one one to seventeen right there, and I'm up there in about an hour and twenty, hour and fifteen minutes. So, oh yeah, I, I hear great things about Sedona oh, and Scottsdale. Yeah. Can't yeah. wait to visit. Yeah, Sedona is amazing. They would love your product there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, because uh, everything is about our. You know, it's like what are we putting in us, and how are we practicing our daily, you know, selves. So I mean, I, I think we're like the quintessential market <laughs> for you. So, yeah, you know, and I'm and I'm happy to you know. Um, uh, well, it'll not only will be in all the show notes about how everybody can find you, but um, I'm happy to just. That's part of also why I like building this community is I like people to know about other good alternative options to the way that they're doing things now, <laughs> not just the people, but also the products that they're trying to impact the world on. So it's like, hey, you might want to check this out. It's healthy for you. <laughs> so they that's take, great. They take the recommendations. The community takes them very serious. And I say this to all of my guests: you're welcome back on any any every any time you want. Um, it's a journey-driven podcast, so the journey's still going. Um, and, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, a few months from now, six months from now, a year from now, whatever whatever you want, you want to come back on, you want to talk about some other things, either about the journey itself or just another really great, important topic that you really feel called to, please, you're more than welcome to come back on. Absolutely. And thanks so much, Matt, for having me. I, I'm, I'm a fan and uh, a bit love this uh talking to you i mean like this this is great i think that there's so much more to talk about by like from the adventures that happen in the andes when i go there or you know Please. uh like the next things that are coming from Akuna. So i would love to touch base in the future and 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 look back yeah you know uh let's do it even in a few months after you know some launching of some things you're more than welcome to come back on and and we can talk about how that's going um and you know anything that's going on um you know down ecuador i would i would love that in the andes please absolutely um and um you know sit tight for just one second but for everybody listening makunafoods.com m-i-k-u-n-a f-o-o-d-s dot com you can also find them on social at makuna foods um you can google <laughs> but just go straight to the site that'll yeah. probably help you guys most and then you'll see these links in the uh um in the show notes and whatnot as well too so you guys will be able to find you can just click on it right there in like apple or or um uh spotify or iheart and google play and all these other platforms so um thank you ricky i really appreciate you being on the show man this was awesome it's awesome man thank you so much i'm super grateful for to, for you and yeah i look forward to connecting and let's uh let's make sure that you get some makuna uh absolutely. in the next few days absolutely i'm i'm on it like <laughs> i'll buy <laughs> be like put that on subscription um <laughs> so uh thank you very much uh sit back for just one second for everybody listening makunafoods.com ricky Ichinike. I get that right? Echenique? Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, And, uh, you know, guys, thank you for constantly tuning in every single week. It's crazy how, like, an hour goes by. We're at about an hour and two. I I love that you guys listen to these. Uh, Sometimes I know we've gotten a little crazy, like, hour and 20, whatever. You guys, you you keep listening to all this. So uh, the show doesn't exist without you. Uh, I'd still do it, but it's nice to know (laughs) that I got you guys as part of the process. Um, You know, Please continue to uh, you know, give me feedback. You guys can keep reaching out, DM, text, 
Five-star reviews are great, um, obviously, but also because Apple then decides to release it through their beautiful algorithm. Unfortunately, that's how we still – in Web 2.0, we still have algorithms. Just wait till Web 3. Um, but I do really, truly appreciate all the amazing feedback. So thank you guys for doing that. Uh, for my amazing guest, Ricky Echenique, for myself, Matt Gottesman, and for Household Separately, we are out. Thank <laughs> you.